Thanks for joining us again. Slasher movie territory, Jared. But mm. t- but 2023 slasher movies. Tonight we're going to cover the new Amazon Prime Blumhouse picture, Totally Killer. But before we get to that, Jared, we've got some talking to do about The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. It was our last episode that we've just released. We got to see it three days in advance of it being released. They they put us up with beers and and food. Yeah, yeah. Loved we it. got some photo ops. We were loving ourselves. It was okay, acceptable as a picture, but not great. Now that it finally rolled out to box office numbers this week, and it did forty five million worldwide. Mm-hmm. Budget's thirty. All sounds good. In anyone else's book, you've you've just found your budget plus more, and by the end of another week or two, you probably got a hundred million in the coffers, and you, you're sitting pretty good, aren't you? Yep. There's a big problem here though. That Universal acquired the rights to this stuff at a price of four hundred million dollars, which what you have reportedly. just looked up reportedly, what you just looked up says they re- they acquired the rights to make these three movies. Yeah, not I believe to get they the catalogue. I believe they don't own the rights. I believe they licensed the rights for four hundred mil. That's disaster, because this yeah. shit's going to get wiped off the fucking face of the earth next week. Oh, yeah. When, when Tay Tay fucking yeah, rolls, yeah, rolls into town <laughs> and fucks these guys off. So, what are we thinking? Does I'm it thinking, make 100? I'm thinking it makes 100 worldwide. Tops. Tops, okay. So, on, on a budget of 30 million plus maybe 20 million of advertising or whatever the fuck you, you factor in normally, mm. you're making a profit. Yep. You're making a one third profit. But even by Blumhouse numbers, that's not. Like Blumhouse usually has the fucking it's budget. five million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blumhouse usually has the budget, and then another double, or double, or triple that back by the first weekend. Yeah, first weekend. So um, it has underperformed. Yep. But this gigantic price tag. Yeah, seems like a problem, and I, you know, we could be, we could be off on that, but. I was just looking at the Hollywood Reporter's stuff, and it, it seems to me from reading that that it is a license. It's not a, it's not you own everything. So I suggest it's licensed for those three movies. And the other problem is, I look at Halloween, right? We 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 say the Halloween trilogy, the recent trilogy by the numbers was a big success, and it it was like it made a lot of money. But Halloween twenty eighteen made two fifty plus worldwide. Yeah, Halloween kills. Was nearly half. Yeah, but that was COVID. It was one thirty. It was COVID. Halloween ends a hundred. So it just went down. There's diminishing returns, right? Even after you know, even after the first one generated some buzz, as you said, COVID caused a few issues for the next one, obviously. But we haven't fucking recovered from COVID. No. For box office wise, Halloween ends. You can't totally blame COVID because things were a little bit kind of coming around by then, and he'd only made a hundred. I think you can blame a shit movie. <laughs> oh, well, I wasn't, you know, I didn't say that. Yeah, well, you I know did. what I mean. Like I have on a number of occasions. But that but didn't help. Out. Now, unfortunately, yeah. this is where the things things look totally different. Hmm. A Halloween is much more accessible. Yeah, yeah. So the simple fact is, when you went into bed, like when Blumhouse got into the bed, got into bed on Halloween. It made sense to spend fifteen million yeah. or whatever, and get you know, and pay Jamie Lee Curtis and all that. But can I throw this out there? When Halloween had David Gordon Green attached, I was like, "Fuck, I'm excited," because he was out of his out of his wheelhouse, and Danny McBride was involved. I'm like, "Shit, he he's done comedy." What are they going to bring to the table? And then what you first started seeing was like, fuck, they might have some idea of what they're doing. After watching a trilogy of movies of Halloween, yeah, I'll give them a pass mark because I think most of it I enjoyed. Obviously not the last one. Hmm. By the time we got to Halloween and it's David, uh, sorry, The Exorcist and it's David Gordon Green's Exorcist, I was kind of like, oh, all right. I wasn't super excited and... Me and you, we're always going to go and see it. We're not the people that you got to fucking convince. Yeah. Because we're going to see... We're going to go and watch that shit, regardless. It's it's the stuff that we like. 
It's the people that aren't all that excited that you got to bring around. The first thing for me was, like, I know we talked about the trailer. I didn't think the trailer was terrible, but it didn't, didn't exactly, you know, blow me skirt up when I was watching it. No, so, no. so if if that's me who has a level of excitement about these things, probably beyond the average movie fan, and cinema in general is struggling, 400 mil has put you in a fairly deep fucking hole. I don't know, they must have paid that before COVID, surely. Surely. But think about this, though. Halloween 2018 is widely regarded as the best Halloween since the first one. Mm. No, I wouldn't say widely regarded, but yes, I a think it was, per- there was more positive to it than... Quite a lot of the fans thought they did an absolutely fantastic job. Yeah, I think it was right? well-received. So you, you cut them a little slack with kills. Yeah. You did. By the time we got to ends, you couldn't cut them any more slack. But no. the Exodus has now been fucked in, just been fucked over because the first one just doesn't cut the mustard. But so in hindsight, so you've got another problem that on top of the fact that it's a it's a property that's not as accessible as Halloween. In hindsight, does Halloween look like it was fucking planned? Because they said they had plans for three movies. That does. How, it, 2018 to kills to ends. No, Doesn't fuck, no, seem like a fucking no. plan to Holy me. Holy shit, no, no. If that's your fucking plan... <laughs> um, I think there was a... What's the plan here? <laughs> I think you'll find with Halloween, and I know we're slightly off track here, is there was a broad brush, we might have three films in us. <laughs> you know, like is that the, the plan? No, the plan was... The plan was... What do you reckon about house. three pictures? Here's the planning like, meeting. We've got three. Funny. What are they... What? What's the plan for it? No, but then Blum just no, trust us. We've got three. Blum gave it the old: you get one, and mm. if it doesn't succeed, you stick the other two up your ass yeah. and you fucking wander off. And boom, two hundred and fifty million bucks later. But now they've boom. they've banked on three. Yeah, I think they're the, name the fucking last one. And I, as far as I'm aware, they banked on the three Exorcists before ends what? had come. What out. the fuck are you doing banking on three Exorcist films? Well, after two Halloweens... Well, fuck, even after two Halloweens, your total was three fifty. So why are you paying 400 mil for the rise <laughs> for three Exorcist movies? Well, what I don't get is The Exorcist has one great film in its canon. Yeah, well, that's... And the it... rest of it's a pile of shit, Yeah, basically. And I don't think a lot of them have made money. I don't think any of them. Apart from the original, the others have not made any money. We better check up on that. See the see the totals for each film. But yeah, the fourth well, one. Well, fuck. Let's do it didn't. while we're talking. I believe the TV series was pretty good, but again, didn't garner enough of an audience to go past two seasons. Did that have Gina Davis in? Yes, I okay. believe it did. Oh yeah, I believe that was pretty well received. Yes. But what I'm saying is, what are you doing banking on Exorcist films? Like, you have no track record for it. Well, I can understand going for it, especially if Blumhouse... F- um, paid $10 million to make it. You don't mm. need 30 fucking million. But Blumhouse clearly isn't on the hook for 400 mil. No. Universal is. <laughs> so how much are they I mean, splitting fucking here? fucking Blum can walk away from this. If someone no, walked into Jason Blum's office with a fucking bill for $400 million, the guy <laughs> would have a heart attack on the spot. Okay. The original... He says, is there an extra two zeros on that? Because I've never signed a fucking cheque more than four bills. Okay. The original Exorcist made $441 million bucks. Yeah. Uh-huh, on an $11 million budget. Yep. Long original time ago. Exactly, long time ago. But, and this has been re-released a million times. Yeah. So it's made a shitload of money over that time. Okay. Exorcist 2. The Heretic made $30 million. Right? Mm-hmm. They also scrimped on... I'd say, I think the budget would probably be very sort of similar. Okay, so Exorcist 3, 39 mil. And went through a bunch of problems too. But it was considered pretty um, reasonably well accepted that it was all right. Yes. And then Exorcist the beginning, 78 million. So none of that... Does that account for both releases? (laughs) I don't think so. That's the Rennie Harlan one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what about Dominion then? Oh, fuck. Does that have a separate box office? I don't know. Because it would be pittance. It came out after, like, it, it was pretty much straight to the videos and things like yeah, that. Yeah, Dominion, okay, hang on. Dominion. 251,000. So it's not really chipping in yeah. anything, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so what we have is one, 
extremely, I'm going to say it, great horror movie. Now, the original I, is a widely regarded as one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Can I put it to you this way? Just hearing those numbers, and some of them might have slipped out of my head, mm. but the first one made 400 mil in a, a long time ago, so that's a big total. Mm. The next three films have not crossed 200 mil together. Hmm. Correct? Yeah, correct. So you've paid 400 mil for three movies when the last three didn't cross 200. <laughs> well, fuck, mate, I don't work at Universal. <laughs> but I can tell you no, right I'm now... I'm talking to you directly. You paid for it. No, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If, even if Jason Blum comes into my office, I am saying, why do I bank $400 million on The Exorcist? I don't. You know why? Well, because think, guess what? I could re-release the first one. I think, I think <laughs> what might have happened is Universal said, yeah, we'll stump up the cash if you want to make an Exorcist movie, and Jason Blum went, <laughs> that's my cut. <laughs> if you've already paid for it. I can tell you no, right I think he, he, there must be some risk for him. There must be. There must be. He can't. He said there was. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's only doing it to make Universal feel better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Saying, oh, I'm, I'm wearing some of the risk too. Yeah. But... I, I, I'm going to have to take a light, throw a little jab at Blumhouse here. Yeah, yeah. Just, this, a, just a stick, just stick. Stick, not... move, move. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Like, I think with Halloween and with this, and although I understand they are more prominent IPs and stuff, so you need to bank a little bit more cash into your budgets for this. Correct? Mm-hmm. But the simple fact is, when they start to push away from their bread and butter which is lower-budget horror. When you get in bed with Kenny Powers and his silly ideas <laughs> on these things. <laughs> yeah, when you start bedding down with Kenny Powers, I think, you, go, you, know, you lay down with Kenny Powers, you end up with fucking shit. <laughs> no, but I'm not blaming Kenny, but you can't stand Kenny Powers, but I've no, never no, blamed look, the guy. I do, I do like the bloke, but I feel like there's a few things... like. I still think I still watch Big John and Little John and say oh, that's Kenny. That's that's Kenny. Kenny yeah, no, yeah. But Michael Myers wrestling in the sewers. I don't know where that's. <laughs> no, I don't think I can like... blame him for that entirely. But once you stop going away from what your bread and butter is, right? They're now starting to see the law of diminishing returns. Adam, you were throwing out canon pictures. <laughs> I am! <laughs> <laughs> this is not canon. I mean, fuck. Blumhouse has not made a movie I mean, with an orangutan. Jason Globus. <laughs> with an orangutan where the fucking producer talks to the orangutan like it's human mm-hmm. and expects a response. No, I mean that canon went the same way. They used to make this, this sort of cheap jack stuff that was making money. Yeah. You know, but then they started going, we want Masters of the Universe, we want Superman, we want... And we put money in that we don't have. <laughs> yeah, but this worked for Blumhouse yeah. when there wasn't a massive price tag. And I'm not Halloween. saying that Blumhouse is fucked up or anything. I'll because... put it to you this way. I think Blumhouse is fine because they're tying up with a company that's that's footing a lot of the costs. Blumhouse has still got Five Nights at Freddy up the back pocket. Yeah, yeah. Which costs fuck all. This sort of movie. Yeah. And so think... Blum, to me, Blumhouse is fine. They're... they're they're tying up with a bigger company that's footing the bill, and they're the ones that are rolling into the office, throwing hundreds around, <laughs> making this call. He's in bed with them, but I don't think he's going to be wearing no most of the cost for this. Well, and I think his his thing is, I just want to make these. I want to make these movies. Yeah. I want to make because obviously he's a very very smart businessman, but. You can tell there's an element of fan about him that he wants to be involved in these big yes, franchises. Yes, agreed, agreed. And still, by, wants to, still wants a crack at Friday the 13th and things like that. But, so. but by Blumhouse standards, he, they'd, he'd have made money on this. If this was just yeah, made by Blumhouse... it was Blumhouse, just him, he's making money on it. He would have made money. So I wouldn't be as disappointed... Even with the reviews. And then he comes back in at Gordon Green and says, look, I promised you two and three. You won't be getting The budget's going from 30 to 10. Yeah. You're that's what you're getting. <laughs> you know what, though? From from a Friday the 13th perspective, and I, I want these guys to have Friday the 13th. Mm. Like, I want them to have it. Oh, I I'm excited like about would, what's coming do, with Friday the 13th, but yes, yes I would love to see I'd them. I'd love to see what they would do, but no more than $10 million. With Gordon Green? No, fuck no. <laughs> no, 
Okay. No, he's had his game. He's yeah, yeah, he's had his game. What I'm saying is, no more than 10 million for a Friday picture. I mean, mm. for fuck's sake. They were, making those, they were making those movies back in the day for 250k. Well, the way you, I reckon the way you play it with Friday is the classic bum house. You know, throw me your idea. Model. And if Halloween is any measure, at the end of the meeting, the last five minutes is, if we made it two and three, no. Where does it go? Where does it go? And if Gordon Green says, well, there's sewers, there's wrestling. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> I love your first idea. Let's fucking workshop two and three before we go to that. Do you know what I mean? I could see Blumhouse doing a great job with Friday the 13th and, you know, doing something like bringing fucking Tom Savini back to do the special effects or some shit like yeah. that, you know, throwing in the Bring fan Tom service. Tom Matthews back. And yeah, yeah, like that. Throw the fan service to Stuff it. that the games have been doing. Yes. Bring Kane Hodder back in the mix. And- Correct. So I feel like they're the best place for this. And I'm not kicking them because, look, these guys have done a fucking fantastic job. And tonight's movie is no different mm-hmm. on that front. But you know what? Honestly, and not to give away my feelings on this movie beforehand, I would have released this into the cinema. Yeah. Because I look at Happy Death Day, which I believe cost like a million or a million five. Mm-hmm. And it is one of Blumhouse's best movies. Well, not to stretch stretch this too much further, but we both noticed this is a Blumhouse television production. Yeah. So have they gone into... Streaming. Into producing stuff directly for streaming? Because as we said, Blumhouse has previously said when he makes a movie, he doesn't <laughs> even think about where it's going to be released until he's watched it. And I would think if you saw this, you'd say, fuck. Let's get it into cinemas. My oath. So maybe they've gone away from that. And are, are, do they do they now have a department that is? Well, they must have because they streaming? produced that Torn Hearts. They produced a couple of others that were on um, the one that I watched. Amazon. Yeah. So they must be. Hmm. But the way I look at it is, some of their best movies have not been that heavy duty IP that they got. Yeah. Black Phone, Happy Death Day, Freaky. You know, they were all. Smaller films. Yeah. Correct. Look, it's an interesting discussion to have. And I'll tell you what, though, if you've paid $400 million bucks for this, someone's been fired over this. <laughs> well, they have. Gordon someone Green. at Universal... Any Gordon Green's been Someone fired? at Universal's been fucking... As soon as those box office numbers come in, the head of Universal's gone, bring that prick in here right now. But, I th- like, you look at Halloween, which was a raging success by those measures, and you say, we made a total of... 450 you know, million between mil. three films. Why are we paying four 400 to licence? I may be wrong on that. This, this discussion may be a little off track. But as far as I could tell, everything I said was saying licensed for three films. That means you don't own it. You mm. don't own the original either. So yeah. you're not getting anything out of any, any of that. Hmm. Disappointing. Disappointing. And I feel like it might be the nail in the coffin for The Exorcist. Possibly. For a while, at least. Yeah. yeah. Some other fucking idiot will pay $400 million to buy <laughs> <laughs> And it, you know what? It's They'll another... go into meetings and say, have you watched the original? It's fucking great. Yeah, yeah, Would yeah. You buy that was fucking bill? 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everyone involved in that's almost deceased. Well, I think we can fucking clearly state that we don't have any, have any... We can't drag anything more out of that. But you know what I think that also touches on? It's an, it, it feels like it's another one of these things that we want the IP to, to make the film, but we don't particularly craft anything decent. Mm. You know, we it's about buying up IP and making sure we can flog it yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and that's... You know, that's been put out there by Blumhouse, that IP is a great shell for fucking good ideas oh, sometimes. of course. I just thought this Not one this might job. have been lucky with good ideas. <laughs> it was just a shell for ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's take... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not even a fucking decent shelf either. It's quite... <laughs> it's quite rickety. Slightly, <laughs> yeah. slightly. Yeah. All right, but I mean, fuck the the, um, the evening at the, at the previous screening was great. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, universe. That was awesome. Please invite us back. 
It turns out that email I sent didn't go through where I told them keep in mind, you fuck. So, you know, nobody knows we're keen for another go at it. Yeah, I'll keep this in mind after this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, let's take a break. Here's the trailer for 2023's Totally Killer. I'd like to report a crime that hasn't happened yet. Have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Basically, I'm living that movie right now, which is how I know there's going to be a murder tonight. <laughs> Hate time travel movies. They never make any sense. Happy Halloween. How about we all stay in and hand out Halloween candy? No, Mom. You know how hard this time of year is for us. Your friends were murdered 35 years ago. It's not 1987 anymore. Stay safe, honey. I love you. <sighs> what the fuck? Excuse me. What year is it? 1987. Oh, my God. I know. The 80s are almost over, and I haven't even tried Coke yet. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. Mom. Fuck off and die. Jesus, Mom. Masita. Ay. Ay, ay, ay. Mamacita. Time for my birthday, bitch. <laughs> this is a creepy-ass cabin in the middle of nowhere. What's the big deal? There's a murderer on the loose and you drove us into the woods. <gasps> oh my god! What? I forgot to bring vodka. You have seven and a half hours until you're stuck here forever. <laughs> I need to stop all this horror before it happens. The machines kill us all? No. They more just rip apart the fabric of our society via dance videos on TikTok. They use dance against us? Come on out. Water's warm. Just so you know, I don't do blowjobs. You pee out of that thing. Just think, maybe if she did do blowjobs, she'd still be alive. Yeah, let's not make that the lesson. 80s weed sucks. This is just dirt. Look at all these twigs. You know, I could give you a gummy this big that has 100 times more weed than this. Totally Killer from 2023, directed by Nanatka Khan, who directed Always Be My Maybe. Is that the one with Keanu Reeves? I don't know. I think you watched that. I've seen it. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's the one with Keanu Reeves and a cameo that's fucking piss funny. Yeah. As himself being an arrogant twat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wandering around, clapping on about how he's making so much money from speed and all this sort of shit. (laughs) Stories by David... Madelon, who wrote The Clearing, and Sasha Pearl Reaver, who wrote Let's Get Married. The screenplay is by Madelon, Pearl Reaver, and Jen D'Angelo, who wrote Hocus Pocus 2. It's produced by Jason Blum, who produced Megan, Greg Gelreath, who produced Black Christmas, and Adam Hendricks, who produced Cam. It stars Keenan Shipka as Jamie Hughes, Olivia Holt as Pam Miller, Charlie Gillespie as teen Blake Hughes, Lachlan Munro as adult, adult Blake Hughes, and Julie Bowen as adult Pam Miller. I don't know what the budget was, but I can only assume fairly small, considering it was Blumhouse Telly. And it's not no box office, it's streaming to Amazon Prime. In the scene set in Pam's basement, the camera pans over several VHS tapes of popular 80s films with handwritten titles. Pam is shown watching Robocop. Robocop was released in July 1987. The film takes place in October 1987. This implies Pam has bootleg tapes, but it's never explained how she got them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Straight down the line, I really enjoyed this. Mm. And I think I, I, I think they missed a great, a, a great opportunity to make some money in the cinema. Yeah. I think this would have kicked ass and it would have... It would have made plenty of money. That's it. Amazon hands out. How much? Well, they, I heard they paid like 100 mil for air. And, what um, the fuck? 
So that went to cinemas as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they also, Amazon pays it as like a loss leader to boost up their their Prime memberships. Huh? So they might have got a good good bunch of cash. They might have just packaged the movie for 10 mil or whatever, sell it to Amazon. They can pump up the the stuff themselves and Blumhouse has made their money. Yeah, of course, of course. But I feel like it would have done well in the cinema. Yeah, I think it would have. I think it would have. I think it was, it's accessible, it's it's cool. It's Halloween time. Yep, it's October. Would have been perfect. I thought it was a really enjoyable riff on the classic slasher kind of formula, with the addition of the time travel bringing some really cool elements to it. I love the production design. I thought the 80s music was great. Just bring that atmosphere, and, and, and there's a shitload of good humour in it. Yeah. It reminds me very much of Happy Death Day. Yep. In its... In its um, freaky. Execution and freaky, yep. Yep. A couple of small... Inch- Issues, but they don't really dampen it for me. So I gave it three and a half. Mm. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, pretty much agree. I think it was uh, quite funny throughout. I think the killer sequences were very cool. I think they handled them really well. As you said, I think it's funny. I actually feel like one of the strengths is the time travel stuff. Like yeah. They handle a lot of the queries and stuff we've had about other movies quite well. Yeah. And go to lengths to explain some questions that you might have and and whatnot. I think if there's if there's one problem that I could circle as as the biggest one, more of the stalk and slash. Yeah, more kills, couple more kills. Because she does go a little bit quiet in the in the centre. Yeah, there is there is some quiet quiet times there in that regard. But in that time, they're they're still pushing the story forward. They're still but they're still getting plenty of laughs. Like it yeah. just, it, they they, um, they kind of do a really nice job of kind of filling the gap between yeah. all the kills. My issues were very minor. I yep. think I would go back to this very very soon. I could imagine myself in a, in even in a couple of weeks, just just chucking it on again and having another look. So I yeah, actually I, I actually went to a four. I four. really enjoyed it. And I think... Fucking drop your drawers in anyone. Oh, fuck, come on. I mean, I watch Full Moon Features. Of course I'll fucking drop the drawers for something like this. Fucking hell. Full Moon Features hasn't seen a four. If Kevin Spirit Dash was in this movie, it's a five-star affair. No dramas. But, yeah, I just think it was a fucking... It was a a great time. Yeah. But a well-crafted movie as well. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I think some effort and some some polish has been given to the script. Absolutely. Actually give it some... Actually, some they've actually looked at the issues and and, try, and found ways to sort of navigate around them. Yeah, and the humour and, and some of the stuff that I really enjoyed about it makes me overlook a couple of those little bits and pieces in terms of just enjoying the experience. Definitely a four for me. Yeah. Now, just the whole idea of time travel connected to a slasher film. Like, I yeah. think that just as a, as, a, as a plot idea, it's excellent. And it is ripe with possibilities. Well, initially, like, initially you, going through the slasher setup, I thought they put a good 80s-style slasher theme together with it. Like, you know, stabbed 16 times on, a, on the Sweet 16 birthday. And yeah. I thought that stuff was like, this is exactly what you would have got. Back in those days, after Halloween, we were looking at you know how can we how can we fucking fit this into a theme? Oh well, we've got you know the holidays, we've got my bloody Valentine. As, as soon as I saw the Sweet Sixteen, I was like, this fits fits oh, perfectly. It fits perfectly. I mean, along with you know cancelling the dancer, it exactly. happens thrice. It'll happen sixteen <laughs> times. But then you throw the time travel into that. We're on fucking solid footing. Very solid from footing. The, in terms of getting me interested in the first fucking ten minutes, bang, well, well, I'm there. Well, it's about... My panties were already <laughs> off, Adam. Oh, yeah. I ruined several <laughs> sets in the early going. But you know what? For me, it's about being able to take that classic slasher setup and do something different with it. Yeah. But do it well enough that you're not just sitting there going, oh... Uh, yes, and I know there was. I know they tossed out some comparisons to Final Girls. Similar conceit in that it's the mother and that sort of thing, but but I didn't very, feel like they different. were greatly connected at all. No, no. In in terms of once you take out the mother daughter connection, there's not that much. No, similar about because it because that it's was not more like your, um, no, it was that more was like, like last, your, action last action hero, hero kind of going into the movie and and take the piss out of it that way. Yeah, I mean it had similar similar strokes with some of the characters and the stereotypes and that, but 
very different, I would have thought, by the by the time you've run through the whole picture. Agreed. Meeting your own mother and connecting with your friends and shit, and like, like, and your family and stuff in the past, and well, that's Back to the Future. Yeah, right? it all worked, but it all works pretty well here. Like yes. they don't. I think they keep it simple. Yeah. Which is smart. And on top of that, already going into spoilers, so switch off for you know if you haven't watched it, come back to it. But killing Julie Bowen's character early yeah. provides exactly the motivation you want for someone to go go back in time and, and fix that yeah. because as many times as you use it the death of someone that you love yeah, is a fucking strong motivation for anybody okay. uh, especially you know when they when they go into the fact that she feels like she didn't know her as well as she wanted to and because she's a teenager herself they haven't got past that phase of button heads and whatever yeah. so I thought that was a, that too continued solid Continue things in a good fashion. Yep, I dug that. 80s fashions and music, spot on. Loved it. Got all that right. Didn't really need to over-license things so you don't have to... <clears throat> you know, didn't spend $400 million getting Correct. your hands on all of it. Yeah. But there's just enough in there to keep you... You know, you know your 80s songs yep. coming up. And, yep. And, and I think the production design is really solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the costuming and everything, so you build an atmosphere there. Yep. And I like that. The and and you differentiate your past and your present. Correct. Really well, which I thought they did. I think they did really well. Yep. Did fine on that. Solid start. Introducing the previous murders via the framing the podcast. Yeah. As the way to kind of provide that information. Yes. Which has been used a few times. Yeah. More recently. And initially I was a little bit down on that. But I think as it strings it out, that's part of the, the meta aspect of the movie. And it also like comes into the well. finale. Yes. And and the reasoning behind um, the end of it. But I feel like it was a solid way of doing it. Mm. And it's funny because, you know, we were we were pretty we were a little bit down on when Halloween twenty eighteen did that. Oh, and he kind of did it first, you know. Like yeah, but that doesn't mean do it's... It. I mean, this... I was down on it here. Let's not go into Halloween 2018 again, but it wasn't just the podcast. It was the fact that the podcast people were fucking peanuts. Yeah, yeah, true. And doing stupid things as and well. And this was a little more straightforward. You were just getting him doing his podcast tour mm. and just explaining the Sweet 16 And he looked like a ball bag yeah, while yeah. he was doing it, but it wasn't as over the top as Halloween. Yeah. But I like that. It was a quick setup, And it's not just Halloween that's done it. It's been done a bunch of times now. Yeah. Fucking we have Texas it in the Scream TV series, Texas Chainsaw. Like, there's a bunch of people that have done it now. Okay. Julie Bowen's death. Nice little set piece. I like the fact that she's kind of prepared, but not. Uh, and her death is kind of like the Drew Barrymore type of thing. Yeah, I actually had exactly the same note. It reminded me a lot of that. It had a real fucking frenetic vibe, like Ghostface. Yeah. In that in that initial Drew Barrymore scene, that was done pretty well. Obviously, wasn't as long and and yeah. not not exactly the same. It wasn't strung out as as long as as was done in Scream. But I just got the same feeling from it. Yeah, great, especially when you know when the killer turns up and starts attacking her. It felt very similar. Yeah, and obviously she's probably the most well known cast member. Mm-hmm. So a nice way to sort of again throw. Step around the expectations a little bit. Yep. And say, well, okay, clearly she's not going to be, you know, like she's going to be one of our longer term cast and then killing her off. Yeah. Um, I like that. And again, I feel like the idea of killing mum is a, a reasonable reason why you'd want to go back. It's a fu- it's fucking tried and true for a reason because everyone has people that they fucking adore in their life and... That's a strong motivation for saying, you know, if you said to me you could go back in time and fucking bring back someone you love, everyone's going to do that. And especially, as I said, you give it that you love this person, but there's a disconnect that you want to fucking you want to re you want to yeah. you want to bridge. Yeah, I like that. I like it. I also like from that scene, from that point, I was like, this mask is really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's got the Max Headroom kind of vibe, which is the '80s all over. But it has a little bit of fucking Halloween to it. Like, it has a bit of the Michael Myers. But then we've got the colour and the fucking smile. Yeah. 
And it gives this really creepy kind of touch, like when they're in the midst of fucking kicking the shit out of each other and he's doing some pretty hefty work in those scenes. The mask is just fucking sitting there with his big grin on its yeah. face. It gives it this really sort of creepy creepy vibe. I actually really loved it. Yeah. I, I do. I think the... And I like, I like the idea of just the, the killer in the mask, but he's also just wearing a pair of jeans and a hoodie. You know, it's very much kind of of its time mm. as opposed to Jason and Co. having to get... Coveralls. Coveralls or overalls or something, you know, like... Jason having to get his fucking Sparky certificate to, you know... And stealing Harold's clothes. <laughs> I'm not touching Harold, that, mother- Harold, not touching that, that motherfucker's you? pants for anything. Yeah, I know. I know. He probably recently crapped in them. <laughs> and like, that was where I believe where you said she looked out the window and goes, "Harold, what are you up to?" And he's fucking six six, two eighty, and Harold's fucking Harold's five foot five and a fat prick. <laughs> like, you, you cannot. Mistake that guy for Jason. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> but I, I, I just dug the look because yeah. it's of today. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, and it's not really a costume. No, it's just a guy dressed in his normal shit. Yes, them with the mask on. Yep. So I like that. I don't know why, but I fucking couldn't stop laughing at the over-enthusiastic game of dodgeball that gets fucking played. Oh, mate, that was one of my favourite parts. <laughs> and they're throwing it, and people are getting hit in the head, and shit's flying, goobs coming out of mouths. <laughs> well, I can tell you, like, ha- having taught some PE in my time and being, you know, having been to uni for, for physical education subjects and shit like that and being thrown articles about why dodgeball's in the fucking PE hall of shame and all this sort of shit... <laughs> I was pissing myself watching that scene. Like, it was so funny. And it was... It, it kicked off that whole... This is the 80s. Where, yeah. You know, it's shit just... You know, you didn't have the checks and balances. <laughs> you know, no one was storming down to the school. <laughs> it was just... No, it was fucking the pretty cool. teachers just going, get the fuck in there, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was very, very funny. That definitely hit the sweet spot for me. Yeah, Definitely. I actually, uh, I, I got a couple more before then, even. I had a few laughs that I feel like, you know, Lachlan Munro was, I don't know why, but I couldn't stop laughing when he's watching the reporter on the TV in the storm. He's like, it's incredible. He doesn't even have his hood up. And I think he might win a second Pulitzer for this. <laughs> I was just like, there's no one better as kind of getting a reasonable acting performance but acting like a real dildo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, yeah, kudos to his performance as the psychotic in uh, Dead Man on Campus who yeah. proceeds to tell people to kick me in the junk. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Well, they told me to be quiet. They can suck my quiet guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You also had, uh, prior, to, prior to all this, I can't believe you skipped over a few of these, but, you know, the principal... When he's saying, oh, the sheriff's got a couple of questions for you, and she just blurts out, uh, where was your dad when your mum was killed? And he's like, Jesus, Karen, you don't want to warm up to that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then uh, <laughs> the uh, giving a fucking spray to a bloke in a federal booby inspector station. <laughs> <laughs> I was loving that. Well, as as is you know, as usual, the bloke wearing the federal booby inspector t shirt was not inspecting any boobies <laughs> no. on any level, federal or other. <laughs> yeah, his was more local. <laughs> local level booby inspector. <laughs> he wasn't even a fucking community booby inspector. Like, very, very funny. There was there was all these little bits and pieces that just had me kind of giggling all the way through. And again, that shit kept you intrigued and interested. Yes. Because you take away the slasher movie element yep. and you'd still have kind of like a bawdy 80s comedy. Yes, yeah. To me, that sort of shit works when you, you have these slasher movies where you're trying to sort of, where you're sort of cross-pollinating. Yep. And also, in amongst that was one of the better fucking, you know, Halloween and slasher nods. The, where she's walking down that long laneway yeah. and the truck comes through yeah. and, and then we get him standing but yeah. it's a long way off yeah, yeah. so there's no hiding behind anything he's just fucking standing on the side of the yeah, street I love that I thought that was really crazy. cool really cool so it kind of keeps the the interest levels there yeah whenever the slasher, mo- slasher stuff's not around all these little things that show a really competent fucking film being put together yes and, and some as you said some real depth and some real care going into a lot of it 
I loved it. This was polished. Polished, <laughs> Someone right. actually fucking polished it. Someone polished it. <laughs> exactly. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> Usually you just put it out there and you fucking... And you make it up while you're actually filming it. Exactly. Or you don't. <laughs> I thought Olivia Holt was quite good as, like, young Pam. Yeah. And especially when we first meet her and she basically just turns around and tells her to fuck off and fuck die. Off and, die. <laughs> and then t- seconds later she says something about... I can't remember what it is, but... I can't remember why they're doing it, riding horses or some shit. She says to the says to her, and she turns around. And says, why don't you ride on these and get bent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there was also, like again, there was a little bit of depth. I think you know this. This probably goes into one of the things that I I wish was a little bit better. But they actually want to try to put some depth into reckoning with it. With the fact that she fucking discovers that her mum was a fucking bitch. At yeah, times. but what I also love about that is that they kind of twist that again later. Yeah. That she's not. She she was a bitch. To um, some extent. To some extent, but they're they not quite as far. Yeah. As she thought, like, and, and and it sort of comes out later near the end that, oh, you fucking bullied this person and what have you. Yeah. But it yeah. turns out she didn't do that. So, I dig the fact that they did try to go down that path yes I think the the part that I wish was probably a little bit more developed was the personal connection between those two it probably wasn't yeah it wasn't quite as good as it was pretty pretty reasonably well done but probably could have been a little more but I like the fact that they actually went went with that yeah that you don't go back and you know you go back in there and your mum is a very different person and and you've got to uncover what you know but you know it's also the side of you know like high school's not everything yeah. So just because yep. you're a fucking cunt in high school doesn't mean you can't become, you can grow a bit. Yeah. In, well, you know, they went life. with this one that she was already somewhat grown but just fucking had this front Yeah. with other people. So, yeah, that was cool. I also like the uh, introduction with, for Randall Park. I mean, he usually makes me laugh at when he's sitting there fucking leaning against yeah. the wall. He's like, old people, sick people, and people with dogs. And the other guy, he's like, that's the order. That's the order that you hate people in. So like, yeah, yeah. And the other guy goes, yeah, yeah, good order. <laughs> what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, um, and, they, and again, that's those sort of side characters, because he's not really in it that much. No. Just add that little bit of freshness to things. Yeah, but they also—I mean, he's a ball bag. He always is. But I like the way that they acted. This—he's not actually that fucking stupid. Like yeah. they put him in the time period, and he does some stupid things. But then he also does some things that that make him like reasonably competent police officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's it's fucking back and forth. But you know, she drops the name, and he kind of looks at her and kind of goes, "That that sounds like a made-up place." <laughs> And it's sort of like, well, whether it is or isn't, he's kind of looking at her going, oh, there's some suspicion. (laughs) And then she kind of starts talking about the killer and he goes, well, who's he killed? And she's like, well, no one yet. So he's like, yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't just paint him as fucking, I'm not listening to you, I'm a complete idiot. It doesn't quite, yeah. I agree. It gives him a little bit more, Mm. which which is, you know, again, just that little extra that's been added to the script. Yeah. We then fucking segue straight to the receptionist that just loves doling out private information left, right and centre and doesn't give a fuck about it because yeah. it's the 80s. <laughs> I love that case. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> you can get whatever you want, whatever you feel like. Yeah. I like the waterbed death. Of course you do. The death on the waterbed? Yeah, that was good, actually. Yeah, it was well played, it was well done. I really love the fact that her death changes. Her yes. where she was when she yep. was killed changes because she's gone back and she's mucked around with something. Mm-hmm. But, but I, it hasn't just completely stopped it from happening. No, like, no, it, all, it still happens, but it just moves locations. Yes, and I like that. I and mean, I think the adding the waterbed death again, classic eighties piece of furniture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, of so we get that we get that included in there. This is actually one of my biggest likes, is when we start getting into dealing with the time travel and her best friend's mother, who kind of becomes her best friend in the 80s, yeah. starts explaining that, hey, it's like a it's like a river. Like, it's still flowing down, but you might change kind of 
where it's going slightly, but yeah. it's still flowing down the river and time is still going. And then we immediately go back to the present day and I'm like, other than frequency, who's fucking touched on this? It's still happening in the present. Yeah. And we're going back to the past. Like, love Back to the Future, of course. I'm not going to say a bad word about it, but it doesn't really do no, that. No, it doesn't, no. And so the fact that we're kind of touching back and forth starts to introduce that element of why do I recall this, but then when I listened to my podcast, I said this. Yes. And they start saying, well, fucking, you know, there's a couple of characters in the present day that are onto there's someone back there and they start fucking seeing the impact when everyone else is just... Rolling with the changes because they don't recall what's going on or they haven't listened to the podcast. Yes. I mean, it does introduce the fact that if everyone else has listened to your podcast, if they listened to it on that day, well, they would have heard what you said too. Yeah. And things like that. So it is introducing some questions, but I love that they fucking played with that. I would agree, yes. I think I think that, as, as you said, only frequency has kind of touched on that properly. You know? So I think, again... It's a little bit of... It's taking that time travel element that we've seen a million times mm. and just giving it a little extra to to push the interest level. So you're going, oh, shit, we haven't seen this before. Yeah. What's part of... Time travel being such a staple of film now... Yeah. That it's hard to find something fresh. When they take little pieces of what Frequency did. Like, obviously, Frequency had the element of we're communicating right at this time which was it's hard to replicate without actually fucking you know like what they did having a device to actually talk back and forth but they did similar things like oh she's leaving me a message here yeah like I remember when frequency kind of burnt the burnt, burnt the, the yeah. fucking wood or yeah like he actually that was dropped cool. his cigarette yeah he? that stuff was or he put his uh, wallet in the yeah and said it's here it's here and it was there yeah like that stuff again not done to that extent but Oh, there's a picture of her, or she left me this fucking. She she put this here so I could see that. I thought that was cool. Yes, really so happy I. that they they went with that and and you know present day past handled it very well. Yeah, agreed. Uh, when Randy lets everyone know he's in touch with his emotions by grabbing his cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did that a couple of times. Why? It's a Why do comedic I laugh? Effect. Why do I laugh? I don't know, but I, I did too. I laugh because I'm an idiot. Yeah, you know? I did too. But then again, I laughed at Jackass the other day with us. Of course you playing did. Playing that game was a I told you, the dumb-dumb game. Oh. Classic. <laughs> Honestly. Did you laugh as hard as me when Wee Man got fucking flung off the... Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> what about that poor prick who got fucking punched in the nutsack, oh, then got a yeah. softball in the sack? Yeah, and then got a pogo <laughs> stick <laughs> on the sack. A softball, an ice hockey <laughs> goal, <laughs> and a pogo stick. His ball bag looked... It was purple. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> and in the end, he goes, this cup sucks. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it I was like, Fucking dirt. I could have yeah, told yeah. you that. What was, what was Knoxville saying? I couldn't stop laughing when he's talking to Francis Ngardo and he's like... Is that as hard as you've ever punched someone in the dinghy? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, because I've never purposely punched someone in the <laughs> Oh, my God. Those guys are idiots. I, I also, <laughs> I know this is a segue, but fuck... The softball pitch where he ke- he keeps moving. Yeah. And he's got this fucking gigantic welt on his inner thigh yeah. as well. They're like, that he's... one was going to hit. If you hadn't moved, you're done. And he's like, oh, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also, just as another side note, Preston Lacey shits himself for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funniest part of that was... Was him saying, "Why am I doing this? I'm only fifty years old." <laughs> I thought exactly the same thing, Preston. You know what though? His buddies don't even fucking think it's disgusting. <laughs> I know, I know. I would leave you where you were standing and fucking <laughs> say, "I don't know you," but they're sitting around. You're catching a up. fucking lift, home. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'd love to see a good cameo from the Gravitron. 
Yeah. An yep. absolute staple of my youth. Yep. I had chundered outside that a couple of times. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, you, you used to step into that thing and smell the chunder before you'd actually done your own. <laughs> yeah, later when you got out of there, mate. Yeah. Yep. But a nice, nice little, again, throwback to the 1980s. Yes. Which worked out very nicely. And my last like is actually about the, the killer. And the fact that we have two killers, mm-hmm. but one of them's from a different time period and coming back. Yeah, clever. I thought that was fucking really clever. That was good. What a great way to kind of make out like he's still alive. Yeah. You know? Well, it's another thing where, okay, we've seen the two killers. I actually wasn't expecting it here. Hmm. But they bring the two killers in, and I was fucking twisted in knots by the second one because I I'd sort of cottoned onto one of them a little bit, but the first one I was dead set on somebody, and it wasn't. And but it you're was a dumb of, motherfucker. Oh, no, come on, <laughs> if we're chalking up tallies here, I think I've chalked up a few. <laughs> I think I've chalked up a few in the wins, but this one I was I was kind of twisted up a bit and didn't see the fact that they were going to go two time periods. They yeah, were going to go I, one I, from each. I love that because. And it seems go so with the same person from each yes. time period. I, the fact that it, that seems like such a simple concept to have, but yet nobody's on the lookout. So you're a dullard too, then. Oh, dumb as dog shit. <laughs> no, but yeah, I thought if we were going to go with two, that would have been one way to play it. That it's 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 the same the person, person in both, in time, both periods. time periods. But they but no, I like that. They didn't. they didn't go with that at all, and I think yeah. that that was really clever. Yep. Really clever. Worked quite well. Do you have Mate, I've still got a fucking... I've still got yeah, about a, six. A treasure trove. Got a treasure trove. I was, I was having a great time. Another funny scene that I thought was, you know, I thought was very well played was um, trying to get into the party and the, the principal, the young version of the principal goes, I might know another way in. And then immediately they cut to him fucking f- struggling Floundry to scamper up the fence. Uh, very good. Very well played. Randall Park again. This is an active, active crime scene. Nobody move. And then he kind of just wanders off and everyone leaves the crime scene, but no one's really running. They're just kind of fucking walking and kind of jogging <laughs> off the scene. I was like, yep, good. Again, on the messages on the locker when Tiffany dies. I don't know if you noticed, but there was, you know, the gone but not forgotten and all this sort of stuff. The top one says, burn in hell, Tiffany. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Good solid, stuff. Solid. Science teacher? You never laugh at him? Oh, there's been lots of tragedy. There's, uh, but the only way to get through this is uh, just to keep on moving. So get your books out. <laughs> Excellent. Good way to ride through it. I had a personal connection here when she was making cocktails, and she basically just pours the fucking vodka and then splashes a little tip of orange juice in there, and then kind of has a sip and goes, Ugh, and adds more vodka. <laughs> That re- that reminded me of a of an evening well you know a long time ago now where one of my mates decided to make me what he referred to as a chapo special that was essentially I mean if it wasn't fucking fifty percent vodka it was sixty <laughs> like, oh fuck I was just as soon as I saw her doing that I was like oh god I remember that sort of shit let me guess um, you powered down a few specials did I you? powered down a couple of specials um, I finished that night sleeping on a floor that uh, somebody gave me a sleeping bag and I failed to unfurl the sleeping bag. So I fucking... <laughs> I slept under a rolled-up sleeping bag that night. <laughs> Honestly. Probably in uh, large part due to a couple of Chapo specials. Yeah, I'll guarantee. That's the, that's the first thing I thought of. I cannot believe... I mean, I thought you would bring this up for sure. I suck at foreplay, so you're going to have to use the Jets for that. <laughs> oh yeah, he's talking about, <laughs> he's talking about getting in this far. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 gets, oh, yeah, I suck at fourth place, so you're gonna have to use the gym. <laughs> good stuff. Good one. Very good stuff. Easy humour, but the cops and the DNA. Again, I think it's because of Randall Park. Like I just find the guy funny, but when she starts. Immediately, I saw you know when I saw that they fucking whacked the killer and the nose yeah. was bleeding. I thought, oh yeah, DNA. I thought they're gonna go go with this. Of course they did, and she mops it. She's like, yeah, you, I don't know what it stands for. You got your database or whatever, and he starts fucking laughing it up. And go, yeah, yeah, I'll just plug that into the fucking worldwide database. <laughs> Essentially describing what we got now, low hanging fruit. But I think the way he delivers it is quite no, funny. funny. And 
the scene again the the uh, podcaster's dad reporting on the scene from the school and he's sitting there talking to is it the fucking gym coach again oh no it's the guy that's the the, the singer in the band oh yeah yeah and he's talking to him and the guy's just sort of talking away and then he goes hmm hmm looks back at the camera and goes men showing emotion fascinating <laughs> 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 a bit more of the kind of 80s, taking the piss out of the 80s, sort of where it was on point again. But yeah, I think in terms of, I've, I've singled out a couple of specifics there, but I was just, I was very impressed with what they were doing. So Yeah, agreed. That was it for me. All right. Dislikes are limited from my perspective. Yeah. CGI blood, fuck, fellas. Really bad on a couple do of Do not do that. Especially in the first kill. Practicals, practicals. Well, they they show the first stab and the dress starts soaking in what's clearly CGI blood. So why are we doing that? Practical effects. Is it that much cheaper? It must be. Because they go back to it later in the funhouse. Yeah, that's right. There's several stab wounds in that. And then, but you can see in those ones that the knife is just the guy's just like stopping in the air, yeah. and they've added the blood and possibly well, Even I'm the assuming blade. the blade, and it looks like noticeably bad. Yeah. So you know, big big no no for me on that front. I mean, you can hire an effects crew who can do that shit with ease, cheaply, and Surely. cheaply, yeah, cheaply, indeed. Talk to the people that made fucking the night comes for us. They've probably got leftovers. Oh. <laughs> Plenty. Yeah. The shit they probably didn't even use. <laughs> the, the one thing I... I laughed and I copped it. I copped it because it is the conceit of the movie. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, fuck, you go to the science fair and you've built a fucking time machine? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yes. I yeah. just thought it might be that she she gets they get struck by lightning or whatever while she's in the bloody thing or yeah you know, something yeah. silly like that. Um, I like that they added you know I I mean again it's fucking silly that it's that on point that they stabbed the machine but I kind of like well at least they go with the they go with the the theme of the movie they go with the the idea of the movie being the, the crossover with the slasher and time travel but yeah. It was the one really big part that you just had to fucking cop and move on. And that's fine. Like, I moved past it. Like, yeah. It wasn't a big deal. Yes. But it's um, just like, it's so stupid to think of it like that. Yeah. I agreed. And I think they possibly decided to, hey, everything else is fucking super strong. Let's just push yeah. past this and make it as 80s as possible, especially when she starts putting it together in an arcade machine and whatnot down the stretch. I was just like, yeah. We just got to move on from that. But I agree. It was probably the, the one thing they didn't bother to really kind of put a lot of time into there. Agreed. The only other thing I had was it does slow a bit, a little bit in the middle. Yeah. After There's the a second bit of downtime. I feel like after the second kill, we get a bit of a stretch. There yeah. And, and all of it's perfectly fine because I feel like it's building the story and it's, and it's giving us plenty of humour to work with. But the slasher stuff is very secondary. Yes. But the more I th- look at it, the more I think, well, the slasher stuff is very, very peripheral. It's more of a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And it works on those, under those circumstances, but I feel like, you know, you lose a little bit of that slasher stuff there. Yeah. And I, you could have probably weaved in some more of it. I definitely had, had that on my dislikes too. I think a little more of the slasher stuff was probably warranted. And I feel like that may be, you know, going back to the, the conversation about into cinemas, yeah, it does lack like a real standout set piece or something like that. Yes, true, and that's probably due to budget. You probably could have made it the fun house or something like that. Again, small issues. Yeah, but yeah, you can see probably why they didn't have anything to chuck on a trailer that would really drag people through the door. I just feel like you could have got people through the door just being the fact that it Word was in mouth. October. Uh, October. Period, which yeah. is Halloween period. Yep. It's made for fuck all. It looks really good. Yep. And it's got some actors that we know of. So it's not like True. it would have been like randomly, oh shit. But I feel like some word of mouth. Yeah, because as far as the reviews and everything have been, they've, they've all been solid. Yep. So I feel like you could have made some money out of it. Yeah, I think you're right. Even if you dumped it in cinemas for a couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, that was all I had. 
I had a few more. Mm. Uh, a few gags that are totally obvious. Like, some of them worked. As I said, the DNA, Randall Park and that sort of thing. But there's a handful where, you know, like the one where they're talking to her mum as a young girl and saying, oh, is there anyone that you might have crossed at school? And she's like, oh, no one that I can think of. And then starts rattling off everybody in the fucking school. It's like, yeah, yeah. that didn't fucking, that didn't surprise at all. It wasn't yeah. that funny. Perhaps they didn't use the crossing of the present and past enough. Yeah, maybe. I, that was one of my favourite parts of the movie. I could have done with just a touch more of that. Yeah. They did spend a little bit more time in the past, didn't they? They did. They did. And, again, warranted, because your main character's there. But I felt like the fact that you established that her friend was well aware of what was going on and then shared it, we could have done just a little more with that, especially in the fucking finale. I thought it was going to come back to much like frequency that that they use it yeah, in the finale yeah, both, to go both going on at the same time to give an advantage or to when everything looks lost that the fucking something put together. I, you know, uh, I guess the communication from the present to the fucking past was never established. Yeah, which was the issue there. But yeah, I could have done with just a touch more of that. Damon or Lurch. I mean, he's never a fucking serious. The moment he fucking stares at them at the fair, leering, yeah. I was like, unless it's Roy again, <laughs> we're not going there, are we? <laughs> are you talking to me, Sheriff? <laughs> no, no, Roy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I am, motherfucker. You are top. You are the number one suspect. Get back to your job. Uh, let's face it. In the 80s, someone turning up and killing starting to happen at the same time. is enough for the police to fucking arrest you, <laughs> put you in a room for fucking, fucking 24 you. hours until you, <laughs> until you confess that it was me. Definitely. You are fucking looking at a life sentence. <laughs> the barrel of a life sentence. I can tell you now. Yeah, they didn't broach that part of, the, part of the 80s enough. It doesn't really surprise in terms of the stereotypes. Like I, I know you kind of mentioned that about people changing and that sort of thing, but it feels like everyone else is a fucking straight line. Oh thing. yeah, I oh, definitely like the jocks and the jock and all the that jocks sort of shit. And the nerds yeah, and one hundred percent. That is all standard shit. Yes, and they don't play too far outside. Yeah, of any of that. A couple of I feel like there was room for a, for a couple of amusing elements there too. Agreed. I'll leave it to them because they they're probably fucking far more qualified to work that shit out than I am. But I'll just leave that note for them. And the last one for me, and we did discuss this a little bit, but this might be the biggest one of the whole lot. I mean, it's a hard thing for me to cop that Amelia's mum is a fucking genius who can create establish a time machine, create a time machine in high school. Okay, she didn't create it, but she established everything that her daughter needed to fucking create it yeah, in the yeah. future. So she's clearly a um, smart cookie. But because high school didn't go quite as expected, she's working <laughs> a dead-end job? I mean, seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, she's at the minimum, at the minimum, she is highly paid. Uh, in a, a fucking uh, highly paid public servant. <laughs> She's making more money than fucking we are, you know. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I sort of put it to you that if Albert Einstein's life had only gone, you know, maybe fifty to seventy-five percent of the way that he hoped it'd go, he's still providing probably an immense uh, value to his local community. Yes. He's not slinging fucking burgers. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? Oh, fucking like, hell. Like it, I mean, they didn't even sort of bother to even give us a sort of a sense of something else went wrong in her life. Yeah. She's a, bio, you know, up, you know? she's a bioengineer. When everything goes well, she's a bioengineer who can create a time machine. I'm pretty sure if even if things go to shit, you not turn up, turn it up to Macca's and her, she's not saying, look, the, the fucking soft serve machine's out. <laughs> She's probably fixed it for you. Fixed it for you, yes. (laughs) Correct. She does repairs on the side. (laughs) Like, yeah, that that was maybe, aside from the time travel, the time travel was the leap I was prepared to just go with. Yeah. That was the one where I'm like, come on. Come on. That shit is more the, um, it's lazy. Yeah. It's a lazy cliche. You know, oh, things didn't work out and I never was able to leave town and I, you know, I'm stuck yeah, in a yeah. dead-end job. Fuck off. Like, come on. Yeah. 
Like, like hey, if that's so, the case. So sorry, so you weren't able to get into, so you, you you couldn't get into the number one school you wanted. Surely you had a safety school. Though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a community college, but it's fucking still exactly. A, you still got an education. If out you, of it. I mean, I couldn't create a time machine for Tesla, but I created a low rent time machine <laughs> <laughs> in my garage. <laughs> like you're still getting it done, aren't you? It didn't rewire her fucking brain. You're getting headhunted for work. Like, don't worry about that. The word gets out. I don't know what we were supposed to believe. Was it, were we supposed to believe that she was so downtrodden in high school that she just thought, oh, well, I won't show anyone my time machine? Uh, it could, see, they could have even gone with, like, she had her, had her daughter young or something. I, I don't know. Like, they could yeah. have. Perhaps I mean, you don't want to go, obviously, a couple of things that I've mentioned, I can probably see why they didn't go too deep into it because they were focusing on the comedy aspects and, you know, they whipped out a one hour 45, which I love. They didn't fucking overstretch. But that one was just yeah. ridiculous. I mean, I saw it at the end and I was just like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one piece that just is out of place. Yeah. And it fucks up. It, it doesn't fuck anything up, but it's just kind of like silly. Yeah. Lazy, as I said. I mean, you're managing the Mac as at worst, aren't you? Fuck. Come on. Area manager. Area <laughs> manager. Yeah, yeah. Like I manage the fucking cluster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't manage yeah. the one store. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you've got four to five stores on you. Yeah, correct. Like you're capable of doing that. And I've just, just on the side, I've designed a fucking machine. I've designed a, a um, soft serve machine that doesn't break down. Yeah, exactly. Very helpful in my local community. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, did you have anything else? No, that was everything. All right. That was totally killer. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcast. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, and Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for details of the next film, which, of course, being October, will be horror-related, I'm sure. But until then, take it easy, everyone, and we'll catch you all later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.